evening. We want to welcome you to Freedom Ministry School of Ministry. We're going to be teaching some more on the fear of the Lord. Uh, we've got Minister Rhonda Minga with me tonight. And we're going to let her start and see what revelation she's got. Amen. It's going to be interesting because we're both reading the same book. <laughs> but God speaks to different people about different things. So we're going to see what she's got, and then if we have time, we'll see what I got. Amen. One, one funny thing may be is that we're both probably in separate chapters. <laughs> we're covering the whole book in one time. I just want to start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the time that we can come together and worship you. We ask that you just flood this place of your presence, Lord. Let the, let your spirit come forth, Lord Jesus, in, in this in this room, in this on Facebook, Lord. We just declare your spirit. We welcome your spirit, Lord. We welcome your spirit in this place. We welcome you, Lord. We pray that you come in, Lord Jesus. That you minister to the hearts. You minister to the. We pray, Lord Jesus, that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence tonight. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word, that your word does not return to you void. We thank you, Lord. We just ask that you just minister to the hearts of each and every person that is watching now and in the replay, Lord, in Jesus' name. So um, uh, my word actually began Sunday, before I think before I even knew that no, I actually knew before then, but Sunday, the word, um, God began to birth something in me that uh, that I had never seen before. I had always heard, um, God, um, Pastor Eileen say, you can all you can go as far as you want to with God. You can go as far as you want to. And, I, and, and in the natural, I was thinking with my natural eyes. I, I was seeing it, thinking in the natural, like accomplishments, doings. And God began to speak to me, and he says, No, you can go as far in me as you want to go. He said, How far do you want to go in me? How far? It's, it's not about what we accomplish. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are, and we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. We have His presence, and um, God began to speak to me. He said, um, uh, Sunday, um, someone, apostle, came up to me, and she said, I just feel to hold your hand. And so she grabbed my hand, and immediately she started singing, Walk With Me. And I was like, yes, I will walk with you. And it meant so much more than what it was at just the surface. You know, it meant one thing to me at that moment, but it began to speak to me as like God is calling us to walk with him. Um, how far we go in God, is, it's not a place. It's not a position. It's not a destination. 
it our walk with him. So as I am Sunday, God spoke to me. <laughs> God was just continually speaking on Sunday, and he said, he spoke to me on um, Sunday when I was doing the offering, and he said, I will lead you out. Okay, so God began to speak to me on Sunday. He said, I will lead you out. I will lead you. God took Israel out of Egypt. It was their exodus out of Egypt into the promised land. We have a promised land. Our promised land, so simple, but <laughs> it's not. It's like we're, we're a, a generation of people that are brought up in doing. We're a generation of people that is taught that the success of life is in what we do, not who we are. And so um, we think that... W w we're striving to do more for God. It ain't about what I do for God. It's about what I allow God to do through me. So I walk with God. I walk with him, and he, he, he manifests his glory. He manifests his presence. You have something to say? Mm -hmm. you, you just said a mouthful. When she said that it's not about what we do for God, that's us doing it. Mm -hmm. This is awesome revelation. I hadn't even seen what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's not what we do for God. It's what God does through us. And that comes about by walking with him. Yes. Because we can't expect him to walk with us. Yes. That's the other way around. Right. If we, I'm going to go do this and you come bless it. No, it doesn't work that way. Think about that for a minute, because um, who do you want fall? Who who do you want leading? The limit li limited person or the limitless person? Okay, so if I am leading the way, there's a point that I can't go beyond. But if I am walking with Him, it says. Um, sorry, <laughs> my notes are everywhere. It says. Um, Where? <laughs> um, Ephesians 3.20. Well, let's just go there. Ephesians 3.20. To immeasurably more, do more. Wait. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So it says right there, he is able to do more than I can ask or think. So automatically, um, you don't want someone leading people that can't see beyond this point. If I'm going to, you don't submit to your boss if he's never learned how to be a cashier, you know, it's, or run a business. It's like, who's teaching who? God is the one. It says in Amos 3, I believe, I believe it is, that it says, um, how can two walk together except they agree? So if I 
if I want to walk with God, I have to be in agreement with God, with what he wants to do, with what he, um, what he coming against and trying to make my own way. And um, I believe it's when they were preparing to, um, to offer the sacrifice, I believe it was Exodus, and he said um, that the two weird names, um, Aaron's two sons, they went and they um, offered strange fire or profane fire on the uh, in the temple or in in the tent. Strange fire is what it, they treated what is holy as common, so they treated the presence of God as though it was common. So they weren't walking with God; they were trying to do their own thing. They were go. They weren't walking with God, but allowing them to work in the temple, work and do what He wants them to do. But they treated it, the His temple, as holy. I mean, as common. So they went in and they they was like, oh, I don't have to submit to God. I go, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm I'm going to do it this way, because this has got to be better than what God wants to do, right? You know. Well, you sometimes think like that. I, I remember this day uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and God, I was, God had already given me a word in Psalms 91, where it talks about, um, you know, that He hides us in the secret place under the shadow of His mighty. Um, anyway, he, he said, "In whom I trust is what He spoke to me." And then I, w- I watched this movie, and this reasoning thing came in, where I was like, "Well, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't God get more glory if He did it this way?" And but that's not what God spoke to me. And so th- what they, what these two did, is they went and they offered what they thought. They're like, "Surely, this is better than what God said." You know, surely this will bring more glory. But God says he does not share his glory with us. Ten. Even Jesus said he didn't do anything that he didn't see his father do. Amen. He did not go out on his own and do anything except what God spoke to him. I mean, even when it comes to healing people, he walked by that man that's sitting there at the gate to the temple numerous times and never healed him. Mm-hmm. And it's because God never told him to heal him. Right. He somebody else, God spoke to somebody else to heal him later on. Amen. For the strange fires. It says, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke of when he said, Among those who approach me, I will be proved holy. In the sight of all the people, I will be honored. So God's saying, When you come before me, it is not for you to receive glory. It is for me to receive glory. Your job is to point people to me. 
It is the Spirit of God that draws people to him. It's his Spirit. It is not by might. It's not by power. It's by his Spirit. His Spirit will draw people to him. In Romans 8, cover all this in like 15 minutes. (laughs) Romans, Romans. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. It says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So God says right there that you must walk with him in spirit. You cannot please him by walking in the flesh. Spirit to spirit. You have to allow him to lead you. You you know, and for a person who likes to um, figure things out themselves, um, likes to to take a problem and solve it, you know, it's very, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world to lay down solving the problem myself and to just let God take me out. So, um, I'm learning myself, <laughs> and and I thank God for this revelation. Um, in Psalm 46, um, he, you know, he just begins to say again that um, that he that he will be exalted. So it's not about us um, at all. Let's see, Psalm 46. Starting with one, verse 1. says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountain fall into the heart, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will, he lifts his voice, the earth melts. So right all, all right there, it's like all this is going on around you, you know, but God is our refuge and he is our strength. And it says in verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. He didn't say come and see what Rhonda has done. He said come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. Can you stop a war? I have not been able to stop a war. Um, He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Okay, in in Job it talks the whole the whole book of Job. It says, "Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you plant the stars in the heavens? Can you hold the earth in your hands? 
Can you stop the water from from um, encroaching on the land? Can you do this? It's like, no, you cannot do this. You are limited. I am not. I am a limitless God. Therefore, he does not share his glory with no man. Because he will, he will not, um, because it says in, um, let's see, where, what scripture am I trying to go to? Who created the heavens and the earth. The one who placed the stars in the heavens. The one is the one who created you. The one who knows you. The one who who wa- who wants to have a relationship with you the one who um he desires a relationship with you he desires that we come to know him he desires to for us to get to know him he says that he he will not leave us but he also says that he is not a man that should lie that god we see what God says, and then it says God reigns, like this one, God reigns over the nations, okay? Well, right now, does it look like God reigns over the nations? But it says God reigns over the nations. The fear of God, the fear of the Lord is, is that God's word will always prove true. Whether, no matter what it looks like, he is not a man that should lie. And so in the in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament with Ananias and Sapphira, there was great glory on the earth, you know, during that time. And Ananias and Sapphira, they, they went to, to lie to the Holy Spirit and said that they, they were given all that they, they sold that land for. And immediately they, stru- they were struck dead. So... Um, as we're reading through this word, you know, we begin to see the character of God. We begin to see his ways, his thoughts, his, you, you begin to see what he, what he did in the Old Testament, what he did in the New Testament, and it's like, great fear will fall on you. His word, great fear, Fear, the great power is hidden in that word. That word will not return to him void. If he did it in the Old Testament where he forsook his people to uh, because they turned away from him time and time again, would he not do that for us? So when we read this Bible, it's like, oh, he's not talking to me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is talking to us. He is saying, right now, he is saying, it's time to get right. It is time. In um, 2017 was the year of Jubilee, and um, it was the 10th Jubilee from the Exodus, I believe it was. And um, in 2017, God began to put things in order. And just before I came in, um, God said that he was putting things in order. And then what comes after order is great glory. And I wrote with great 
fear comes great glory, or with great glory comes great fear. So when the glory comes in, when the glory comes in to that degree, he would not even show his face to Moses. He said, if you even look upon my face, you will die. So God is setting things in order right now. He, but when the glory comes, what follows glory? Judgment. Judgment follows glory. So we have this time where God is setting things in order. And he's saying, get in my word. Meditate on my word day and night. Learn learn my ways. Learn, um, learn who I am. But also when you read and he says something, he's, what happened then will happen today. He is not... He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word will never return to him void. I feel the power in his word like never before. And it's because God is setting things in order. And he's also shaking everything that can be shaken right now. So that great glory, well, with great glory, it's like I remember this story. And I think Andy is the one that told me. I don't remember who where he heard it from, but he said that um, the peasants came in, they kept pressing it in the trap, and so they ha- they shut everything down, and he was like, if you continued in your sin in this presence, you will not live. It's like you cannot carry the glory of God with sin in our hearts. This is the day that we're moving into. We are moving into the day where his glory, which is unlike anything we've ever seen before, because he is shaking everything right now, he is, he is doing a work in our hearts. Now is the time to repent. Now is the time to, to, to understand that God if he did it to, if he did it in the old testament he will do it today he is the same he is the same and when his glory falls on this earth which is coming judgment will will follow judgment will follow and just like Ananias and Sapphira I'm, you know it it's going to happen you know you lie to the holy spirit or you you um disrespect one of God's people or or speak ill of someone or any number of things that it says in the in in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament that I'm not going to say that you are struck dead but God Saul was blinded for 3 days Saul was blinded for 3 days there are people in um in Exodus, it says, um, I can't remember exactly how it's worded, but it talks about, um, it says that they did evil speech. So they spoke critically of other people in during the wilderness. And at that moment, that they would be struck with what appeared to be leprosy and it would attach itself not only to the body but also to the house it's like great fear is coming on the land right now great fear 
God is setting things in order in our house, in our, and if we walk with him, we know we're going to the promised land. We know that he knows the way because he, when he spoke to Abraham, he did not say, all right, now go two miles up this way and take a left. No, he said, to where I want you to go. He didn't say where it was. So Abraham packed up and he left his family to go to a place that he did not know, to to know for God to lead him to the promised land. He did not know where he was going, but God God had a plan and he had a purpose for him and he could, it could not be fulfilled where he was. But um, how far we go in him is determined by how far we go with him. So when, we're, when we come into the church, when we come into his presence, how far we want to go with, with in him, happens. How far we go with him is determined by how far we go in him. It happens first in the spirit. It happens first in us. So when we're praying and we're, we're going after God in our heart, in our spirit, and then he takes us, he takes us um, to places in the spirit that we've never been before, and then he takes us in the natural to those places that we've never been. Listening to Minister Rhonda talk, what I'm seeing is God doesn't show us everything He's going to do with us, the whole path, every single step. Because if He did, then we would take off and try and do it without Him. We'd, we'd run ahead. He may give us a glimpse of where we're going, He does do that, but He doesn't show us the path. And that's what Minister Ron was talking about, because if we fear God and we walk with him, because if you fear him and reverence him, you will walk with him. Because if you don't fear him, you're not going to walk with him. But when you fear him, you will walk with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. And it's a step-by-step -step process, because if he... Literally, if he showed most of us where he was carrying us, we would probably run and hide hide somewhere. <laughs> because he's a big God. Amen. In Deuteronomy 8, starting with verse 1, it says, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way to the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And I'll, I'll continue in a minute, but it's like, as we walk with him, as we walk, as he leads us out, as we walk with him, um, all our needs are met because we walk with him. 
He is leading us. So as we go, he says, do not, lo- do not turn to the left or the right. He, he directs our paths. It says, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it says, um, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience with to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranate, olive oil, and honey, a place where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. So walking with him, you will not lack anything. You need not worry. He will make he he will take care of you because you walk with him. Just like they walked with him in the Garden of Eden. They walked with him and he took care of their needs. They walked with him in the wilderness. It says that there was a cloud by day and a fire by night. And at one point he said I, that he was sending his presence to not go. Lord, we will not go where your glory is not going. We will not, we will not leave you. We will, and all because he, God said that if I was to go with you, that I might strike you because of your, your um, stiff-neckedness. That's a hard word. Um, But because of your stiff neck, I'm not going with you. And he said, God, we will not go without you. We will not go if you do not go. And it says, um, a land, so it, it says, you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. It's like, all right, yes, you, you bless the bread before you eat it. But it says right here, praise God, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. And he says right there, he led them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He, gives you man- he gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something you may say to yourself, my power and the might, the strength of my hands hath produced this wealth for me. It's like, yes, all this, all this, all this increase that I have, I did this. I did this. It is like, um, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the, the ability to pr- produce wealth and so confirms his covenant. 
which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And wealth isn't just money. It's everything that we need. It's no lack. It's no no lack in the spirit. No, um, It's healing. It's, it's um, food. It's shelter. It's everything that we need. But God said that, remember, that you did not do this. And I don't, we cannot produce water from a rock. We, you know, we we go about our day and we're like, we got this to do, this to do, this to do. But we don't know what God has planned. We don't know that if by by going with what God says that he doesn't, not seen it doesn't mean he can't. He did in the Old Testament, he brought water from a rock. He caused an axe head to float to the top of the water. He, um, I went blank on all the other stuff, but uh, <laughs> there's just, there's so much. God is not limited. He fed them with manna from heaven. He fed Elijah with a raven. A raven went, came and brought him food. He, he had um, there was vats of oil for this woman that where the oil never went ran out. Um, this one woman, she kept pouring the oil into more and more vessels. And then he said, go and sell it. Now, I have not seen pouring oil into 17, you know, 17 jars from one. From one, one maybe small little vessel, and he could just keep pouring it and pouring it. It's a never-ending fountain of oil in his life. And, and it kept pouring until there was no more vessels. This is the God we serve. We have to get an understanding of who it is that we serve because when truly we understand who we serve, then we understand that we cannot take his words lightly. When he says something, he does it. I may not have seen oil just keep flowing, but what I have seen, and I know Minister Rhonda's seen it, and others have seen it. We started a home group at our house years ago, and it was costing us a fairly amount of money because we would feed the people, and then we'd have our study time. But then you get to notice and you're looking in your refrigerator and it's like, I need to give some of this food away. <laughs> really, I mean, we started just giving, uh, you, the oil never run dry. We were pouring out and it just kept coming. It's like, where's it all coming from? Amen. So it, it, the principle still operates. Just whether or not you believe it. Um. <laughs> Because it, it operates, it operated not only in the Old Testament, it carried on to the New Testament. For a lot of people that say, well, it doesn't happen today. Well, it happened in the New Testament, and we're still in the New Testament. Um, we're still there. I mean, we're somewhere between Acts and Revelation. <laughs> because God is not, uh, Jesus has not returned for his people, so we're still being written right in there. So as I was reading, I, I saw this morning when we, when we were studying that the centurion, fear of the Lord, not just he wasn't trembling with fear. He says that not only did he obey his superior, 
but he had others under him that obeyed him as well. And because, um, because he understood authority, he understood that when his boss spoke, he did it. When he spoke, the people under him, they did it. So because he, he did what he said, he knew that Jesus did what he said. And he says, don't even worry about it. I'm not going to cost you any time. You just speak forth the word. Speak forth the word, and I know it will be done. And, and today, God is wanting to do that for his people too. He says um, to know that when we read this Bible that he wants to do the very thing that he said. And if it says it in the Bible, it is so. It is so. Um, so you can, as they say, take that to the bank. Um, <laughs> that should lie. Nor the Son of Man that he should repent. So he will never say something to you and then not fulfill it. Fulfill it. It will not return unto him void. So every word that he gives you, as long as it didn't come with a um, uh, like a instruction, like if he gave you an instruction and you didn't do the instruction, it's not on him to do it. So if he says, Pastor Robert, I want you to run around the church, and then you know, and that'll break ten, uh, debt off of your life. And you don't run around the church. You think he's going to break debt off of his life? No, it's he's not obligated because there was a there was a there was a clause in there. It was a contract. It was like so, but when he speaks to you and he says, Pastor Robert, I'm going to break debt off your life, and he doesn't give you an instruction, you. You just speak that. God, you said, you said that you was going to break debt off of my life. I thank you for breaking debt off of my life. You are not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And you said it, and it shall come forth. And that you can take to the bank because he said it. He said it. I didn't, I didn't say it. Pastor Robert didn't say it. The Spirit of the Lord come up, and he said it. Now, um... He didn't put no stipulation to it. He just said, so um, we, word. we have to get it. We have to eat it. We have to devour this word, meditate on his word day and night. And and I, I guarantee you that revelations will begin to flow. That as you as you start reading, and and I, me and my husband, we read out loud to each other. It says faith comes by hearing, and it's like we'll discuss it, and then the the next person will read it, and then it's like, and then pretty soon God's like, Hey Rhonda, I want you to share what you just read this morning. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know we was going there already. You know, is that God will begin to draw from what you what you've what you've been feeding or what you've been eating. He'll begin to draw it from you. So that is what I have for you today. I'm gonna read Psalms one, just talking about walking with God. 
says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. If you walk in the counsel of the godly, and then you'll end up standing with God. Then you'll end up being seated in the heavenly places. Because <laughs> in verse 2 it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted. Key word right there. Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. It's talking about being a tree that's planted. Um, I don't know if y'all ever planted trees, but you, or anything, you don't plant it and then dig it up, move it, dig it up, and move it and expect it to do anything. It's not going to grow. Matter of fact, it's going to be stunning and probably die if you do, if you move it too many times. But the key is to be planted and walk with God. Well, it also says that um, it's planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in, in season. You keep replanting that, that tree, I don't think it's going to get everything it needs. I don't know much about gardening or, <laughs> or anything like that. But if you keep repotting it and repotting it, it's not setting up its roots. So the roots cannot grow. So, but when you plant that tree by the water, you have that water continually bringing nutrients to those roots. And then it says, in its in season, it will bring forth fruit. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of their understanding. We thank you for your spirit that will that we just ask that you seal this word in their hearts, that you bring it to their mi- forefront of their mind whenever they're reading your word, that they pu- that the weight and the power that is in those words begin to just reveal themselves to the people, Lord. That as they dig into your word, the nuggets, that they will just receive manna from heaven that they'll begin to see the weight and the power and the glory that is hidden in these scriptures, that the, that the word will hold weight to them, that it'll, it'll be powerful. They'll begin to see the character, they'll begin to see who God truly is and not who we've made him out to be. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your manifested presence tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, for the glory of the Lord being filled in each and every one of our lives. Lord, we just ask you that the glory of the Lord begin to be seen more and more throughout this day, that you prepare our hearts to carry the glory that you want to do in the earth today, God. In Jesus' name, amen.